Blog Talk Radio. which is why I have been missing for the past month. So I am so sorry. I am back now. He is going to make it. Thank you to everyone who sent well wishes and and energy and Reiki and all of the beautiful things. They have all helped. I'm so appreciative. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But now, Blog Talk Radio is not a G, PG, or even an R-rated show. So, If bad language, bodily function, dirty talk of any kind might offend you, this show may not be for you. However, I think it's going to be. Blog talk, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the incredibly wicked one, the amazing Dorothy Morrison. Please check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com for all of your witching needs. Okay, so. I'm so lucky because the person on with me tonight said yes, and you know I get tickled when people say yes. Uh, The amazing author of Psychic Tarot and now the new Tarot Rituals, Nancy Antonucci. Hey, Nooch. Hey, Raina. How are you, sweetie? (laughs) I'm getting along. (laughs) It's coming along. Things are happening. But I've got to tell you, the first thing obviously on my mind right now is what's happening in the world. So mm-hmm. obviously I want to know about you. I want to know about what your thoughts are. I want to know how you got into tarot. I want to know all of it. So wherever you want to start is where we're going. Hi. Well, I, I, one of the major reasons I wanted to write this book was – that over the years I developed a lot of exercises or structures that kind of kept my well filled, so to speak, with tarot. So it just it I kind of see tarot as a spiritual practice and mm. yeah. It it goes Very way cool. beyond reading yeah. for me, yeah. Well, they're just such pretty pictures. I'm always drawn to them. So I, I just thought, you know, uh I was kind of complaining a little bit to Barbara Moore. She's a good friend of mine. She's an editor at Llewellyn. And um, I was just saying, you know, what? when are we going to do something more with tarot than just read for each other or ourselves? I mean, is there some other way to use this tool? And she goes, I don't know, Nooch. That sounds like uh, there's a book in there. And I thought, oh, wow. Well, I think you're right. <laughs> no, it, and two years later... <laughs> And two years later, and COVID in between there, because I could not write during that first year of COVID. It just didn't seem, it just, I didn't, I just couldn't. I just couldn't. Uh, so after that, then I, I got back in. But a good friend of mine 
would uh, lend me his beautiful farm about a uh, an hour away. And I mean, the most peaceful woods I've been in since I left my home in Pennsylvania. I've been in Minnesota for oh about 35 years now. And I still miss wow. Pennsylvania. I still miss the woods there and everything. But this farm, which was actually in Wisconsin, which is only an hour away from me, um, was as serene and beautiful and powerful as any forest in Pennsylvania. So I really think this book came from that forest because I was there for two years in in all the seasons. I would take a week off of the months and uh, just write. And I, I could, because I couldn't read for clients and write. It just... I can't write if I, to be honest with you, if I have a schedule, like if I have to put everything down and then make dinner, or if I have to put uh-huh. everything down and do my client, you know, or read for a client. It's kind of like, nah. Sure. I need to. I just need unscheduled time. And then if that means I write till two in the morning, great. If that means I forget it, I'm not going to do anything in the evening. That I'll get up at six and start. You know, I just need. Yeah that kind of open space because when I gave it to myself, then I could literally, I could just, the writing was a lot smoother. It wasn't always easy, but it it was smoother. So a lot Mm, of this book mm -hmm. is is my stuff. This book really, unlike my first book, which was, you know, a lot of, just a lot of things I taught. Uh, Most of the things I taught for 30 years. So I knew how it was going to land and I knew who it would help. But this book's different. Mm-hmm. This one is, half of it is the things that I've just done in private. I have no idea how it's going to land, you know. But like you said, all of us are really being pulled by world events right now. And to me, you know, Raina, we're here for a reason. I mean, the, everyone who's alive right now has to have some kind of influence or power or we wouldn't be here. So it's what are yeah. we doing with our yeah what are we doing with our magic and what are we doing with our love and yeah no I mean there's one hand on one hand me sitting in St Paul Minnesota sending good vibes to the people in U- Ukraine is really not going to help them that much however me sending energy to anybody who could help them in a more viable way or sending money sure. or you know yeah. it's just like we. The whole tarot ends with the card called the world. So that's, I think it, all of tarot is, listen, how can you be the best human you can be? And I don't mean perfect. I mean loving and open mm. and compassionate. And I think tarot it just gives us total permission to be as fully human as we can be. And right now, Jesus, this is a scary time for for. A lot. Well, if, if if you're paying attention, this is a scary time. If you're not paying attention, maybe not. Yes. Right, right. You know, it's amazing because in world history, somehow, most of the time, certainly not all of the time, but most of the time, the good guys win. And it just seems to me now, and maybe it's my age, and maybe it's because I'm jaded, and maybe it's because I've seen so much shit that I'm not so sure we're going to pull out. And it, it mm-hmm. scares me. I have nightmares about this. 
And, you know, you talk about using tarot as as a tool, Mm -hmm. and I will tell you honestly, thanks to you and a couple of other folks who who have a more in-depth knowledge of tarot who are willing to teach and share as you have, um, I always looked at tarot as, okay, it's really just divination. I was that person. I admit it, but my eyes are opening because, you know, I get to speak to you. I get to speak to Sasha Graham. I mean, there's just amazing people who are saying, don't limit yourself and don't limit tarot. And I'm like, oh, shit, I've been doing that my whole life. Shame on me. (laughs) Sasha. So you've talked to Sasha. I love Sasha. Yes. I did. I went to China. I went to China with Sasha. We wow. talked together. Wow, I'm jealous. You know oh. what's interesting? When we were in China, what? they did not. They did not have a word for spirit. That's Ooh. how. Oh, well, yeah. Believe you me, when uh, they had the change of government, Mao came in, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, all of a sudden spirit or any spiritual talk or movement except for the monks you know there's still buddhism and Taoism was born there um mm-hmm. they're alive and well but the populace no the, the the we didn't know how to describe spirit so we actually ended up using electricity like it's the electricity going through you Wow. Uh, I did this I did this That's exercise with them where they I just had them meditate with each other instead of looking at the cards and just reading what the cards say and there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely hey, if you just use the cards as divination, cool. That's your that's as far as the tarot muse and you are gonna dance. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. if the dance gets bigger, you know, um it's really about reading energy. You know, and how to read yeah. energy, and and I was teaching them how to read energy in this. In the one, uh, we had a translator for the whole thing, and the translator told me the one student said, "I'm thinking, I'm feeling something from the other person, and it makes me feel weird." And I said, "Oh, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> you did it." Yep. <laughs> I said, "You're feeling her electricity." Yeah, that's right. You're feeling yeah, her electricity. That's... And well, we we are energetic beings, so I mean, you know, electricity does make sense. I and mean, we we do actually have that kind of. Oh, I have another good story about China, which is they Ooh. couldn't. We were talking about remote readings. How? Why would that work? How could that work if you're not with the person? You know, how can you do phone or email or something like that? That doesn't that doesn't ring true. And I said, okay, I'll do, okay, let's, I have a great exercise. I'll show you how this works. So I said, and we didn't have a huge class. There was like, I don't know, maybe 14, 15, 16 people, maybe students and and two translators. And and so I said, okay, I'm going to be thinking of a really good friend of mine and I'm going to really feel that I'm going to they, I'm going to have an idea of how they look, how they talk. I'm just going to, I'm not going to tell you any of that. I'm just going to hold that in my my space. And just go around mm-hmm. the room because my friend will 
possibly give you a message to tell me. And Ooh. so, and I said, just play. Let's just pretend this works. And that's, a, that's actually a premise of my book, <laughs> the, the Tarot Rituals. It's like, listen, people, there's nothing wrong with pretending. Because when you give yourself permission to pretend, you, you actually put all the censor shit down. And you just Ooh. open up. Exactly. It's the key. Right. It's not the, the room you go in. It's a hallway you go in. And you keep going. And it, believe me, it goes a lot further than pretend. But boy, pretend's a great yeah. first door. So I said, no, just play, yeah. just pretend. Pretend like my invisible friend is giving me a message and you're going to get this message somehow. Or maybe just a picture or maybe an image. And so the first one said, wow, I'm seeing clouds, just a lot of clouds. And then another one said, I really miss you. And then uh, another one was talking about music. Well, my friend was actually a dancer. I used to be a dancer, so the two of us were dancers, and he was a brilliant musician. You know, so Mm -hmm. when she mentioned music, I kind of went, okay, this is getting a little close. You know, and then Uh one of the students said, I can't, really, I can't wait to see you again. Why don't you come on over? And so we, it was like, I started laughing. It was like they had no idea how these you know, these messages were hitting me, but boy, were they hitting me. Right. And then by the end, I said, okay, I just want you all to know that that friend died of AIDS. Wow. So you wow. can read remote that, because at least remote, yeah, you're actually yeah. reading for a live person, <laughs> you know, and you just read wow. for a dead one. And I thought that was that's pretty amazing. funny. When, See, yeah, when, when Dennis said, why don't you come on over? I thought you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not coming right. over. Wait until I'm <laughs> <laughs> Well, that that kind of freaked them out sufficiently. But you know, now that yeah, if they could do something like that, they could certainly do something with uh, someone live. Because again, I you know, honestly, Raina, we're all. I know it's uh, beating a dead horse, but I mean, we are all one. We all come from one source. We are actually all united. And if some people want to see that as one big matrix, why not? You know, uh, but sure. with that, too, <laughs> if you, if one of us feels empowered and more loving and knows that love is the magic, that will affect the rest of the matrix. That really does. You know, so I'm just trying with this book. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, hoping, hoping it gives more people the courage to teach tarot. You know, because we need more. We need more muses. We need more storytelling. We need more. In fact, I have a whole thing in the book about how to do groups. Because who's teaching teachers? Who's not, not necessarily what you should teach about tarot, but just teaching is really an art form. How many groups mm-hmm. have you been in where the the teacher doesn't have real strong boundaries? One person talks forever and three people <laughs> don't say shit for two hours. You know, and it's like, oh my God, people. It's called just, you know, as a teacher, that's your job to really yeah. not only clarify the boundaries, but hold them. I've, I've, sure. I have all kinds of little sure. tricks, you know, like 
if you go around and you do, you know, you get you do a great exercise, and then people, and then the feedback or people talking about what happened is as important as the exercise itself because then you can see how other people learned differently than you or or the same. Yeah. And I've learned little yeah. tricks like could let's do feedback, but you, could you keep what you say under a paragraph? You know, mm-hmm. or could you say this in, or sometimes if it's a real big class, I'll just go, I want you just to find one word that would describe what you found. You know, so you're, mm. it, it, you know, are there ways that you can play with dynamics where every voice is heard or or not? That's another, that's always the first thing I do when I teach is tell people, listen, you can say pass. Because some people uh-huh. don't process yep. they don't process well in front of other people or or quickly. So just say right. pass. No judgment. We just move right on. Because I also some feel people like people may not be ready. That's right. Or just feel that uncomfortable talking in front of a group. Mm-hmm. And especially with now with younger generations that have really raised been raised on screens. I feel like they they even that whole group dynamic in terms of how you talk and collaborate with each other is those cues are you have to really kind of I don't know you have to kind of spell them out a little bit more Absolutely absolutely I have a younger person in my home and I will tell you that they are the faces in the screen even when somebody is sitting there, because that person's face is also in a screen. It's the most amazing thing. I remember <laughs> when people used to talk. At, no, seriously, at dinner, people used to talk. And my husband has this great rule that if we're sitting at the table together, put your fucking phone down. <laughs> That's a law. Right. You got to obey or you don't get yeah. to eat. So there you go. And it's amazing to me because people separate themselves. I don't know if it's protection. I don't know if it's emotional insecurity. I think it's everything. I think we have pretty much fucked the world in a lot of ways that is that have made people go inward, but not necessarily a good inward. You know, I, I think I have never seen in my life so many people hurting, insecure, hurting, wanting to reach out, and just not knowing how anymore because the world has become so closed off. Mm -hmm. So I love what you say about using love, feeling spiritually, and reaching other people. And, And I also love, and I meant to say this earlier, your whole thing about you can send energy to the people of Ukraine or you can send energy to the people trying to help who are on the ground who can yeah. affect real change. And I thought that was a brilliant statement um, and not something I had thought of because that's why you're here because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> no, you're not an idiot. No, 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 no. Do you remember, do you remember little, that really bad? Do you remember that real bad oil spill that happened in Texas? It was horrible. They had cameras. That oil rig had blown mm-hmm. up, and then some bad – it was oh, a yeah. real deep vessel, I feel like. Mother Goddess just got nicked. Now, wait, can yeah. you hear that noise? 
No. I do. I don't know what that is. Is that on your side? I think that's on my side. It, you know, and I have a landline yes. just so that I... Interesting. Well, if that gets bad, just, just let me... Shoot, it really is kind of bad, isn't it? Let me... Um... Well, actually, it's, it's not that bad on this end. I mean, I can hear it, but I can still hear you, which is the most important thing. So Okay. I just don't want to turn people off from... Yeah, that's okay. Well, it was a real bad, that real bad oil, oil, and they had a camera that was watching all this oil gush out. And I just had this feeling like, oh my God, that's like, kill, that's like nicking someone's artery. You know, that, that's what it felt yeah. like. So I did this visualization or meditation, and I saw myself swimming and trying to go down to the place where, where the, the oil was coming out of every place. And, and apologizing, mm-hmm. apologizing to, to earth or the water or the heart. You know what was weird, Rena? When I was doing the meditation, I thought, wow, I really, I'm, I'm, sensing, I'm sensing other people here. And I looked around and there, we all looked at each other like we were shocked. Like, wow. wait a minute, what are we, how, who are you? It was weird. It was weird. <laughs> And I just thought, oh, my God, because I don't necessarily see myself as a spiritually enlightened person. I do see myself as a really, really creative storyteller that gets me to some Mm -hmm. really great places. I'm more like the fool. I don't see myself as the hermit. I see myself more, and I'm Aries, too. So Aries, it's like, hey, I'll go first. What? Jump off a cliff? No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Here, I'll I'll check. Let me go. Yeah. (laughs) What are you scared of? What's the worst that could happen? (laughs) Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, you know, if it's all right with that. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go go ahead. What I was going to say was, You know, your ability to tell a story, and I've heard you tell a few stories now, and you, the way you do it, and the the idea of let's pretend, and the way you envelop the listener into the story that you are giving to them are really amazing tools for conveying pretty much any kind of information. So the fact that, you know, and I'm, I'm glad you're very pro-love because um, people like you are the people that know how to spread it, I got to tell you. Well, thank you. And it's gotten a bad rap. Love is that it even has. the word. It's just really gotten a bad rap. And lately I developed, okay, you're going to see this more on my Instagram, and I just joined TikTok yesterday, but um, I developed this character named Aurora Dory Alice, and she's a 1960s tarot (laughs) priestess, and she just preaches love. And it's just her makeup, lots lots of wigs. Lots of eye makeup. I even yeah. got white go-go boots, so it's just a matter of time before I. So her 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 form of prayer is dancing. So I'm going to get into I saw that the next. Boots. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. right, the boots. I saw 
I the boots. Because I, I thought to myself, you know, <laughs> I think deep down inside I always wanted to be a 1960s high priestess. And I thought, well, why can't I be? What's holding me back from that? Exactly. So I'm going to. Exactly. I'm gonna. But it's all about the love, I baby. Think that's- that's beautiful. I love that. That's amazing. You know, <laughs> you are limitless. Well, here's the thing. We are still limitless. It doesn't matter what you've done before. It doesn't matter how old you've gotten and, you mm-hmm. know, jaded like me. You can still have these amazing experiences and let some of that hardness go. And, you know, listen, i I was raised in the late 60s, early 70s. I'm, you know, I love flowers. I love peace. I love that whole idea. Um, I know. There's well, nothing and I'm wrong 60, with And I'm 63. Yeah. So you're, you're 60. And I'm 60. So what mm-hmm. really what happened was, you know, when they call us the baby boomers, you and I literally were the baby boomers. We were like, we're, we were... When our brothers and sisters were out there doing the cool songs or LSD or Vietnam, I mean, you and I were yeah. were eating Cheerios and watching cartoons on Saturday. You know, it was exactly. Uh, you know, it it's weird to be lumped into that generation because we are so vastly different than the rest of. Like our generation is huge. You know, I think they should yeah. split us in half. Really, you know. The boomers and then the, there, there the baby theories. boomers. Yeah, there are some theories that there should have been a Generation Jones. My husband shoots me down every time I talk about this. Where there should the Generation Jones is from like 1960 to like 1980, and we're the Generation Jones. And my husband's like, listen. You may be at the end of the boom, but you're still a boomer, boomer. And I'm like, okay, I was just trying, you know. I was kind well, of going because I don't. I'm, I'm like you. I'm not a baby boomer in that regard. When I think of baby no. boomer, I think of somebody like my mom, who was not so carefree and happy, you know, or trying to spread peace and love. I think of our generation. You know, the kids from like 60 on or 59 on are really a different type of person. Well, we were, you know, and and also keeping in mind white. So we also had a a very different experience than our our, uh, fellow uh, citizens and and women and men of color, for sure. Now that we're seeing the veil being pulled back, it's like, okay, wait, we're just talking about literally our white experience but again when yeah. there were protests going on and the whole thing with chicago the chicago eight or whatever that was called and all the politics uh, you and i were playing barbies yeah it's true it's very true so, so how yeah. do we i mean i remember seeing riots oh i definitely remember jfk getting shot you know because i i yeah. never saw that many adults cry Ever. Ever. I know. I know. I know. We were on a bus going from a field trip uh, back to our grade school. Um, And I think, well, actually, it wasn't even grade school. It could have been, like, pre or post-nursery. 
I just remember being in a car and or in a bus with my mom or somebody, and just somebody said something, and everyone starts crying. I mean, it was like the world had ended, and I like I didn't yeah. understand what was going on. I had no idea. But yeah, I I completely. I mean, remember that the trauma the world. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Well, and mm. come to and speaking of generational and influences, you know, I di- I realized that the the even the word ritual, honestly, has a lot of baggage to it. You know, so my whole I mm-hmm. I know what I'm gonna uh, and so did psychic tarot. So when I wrote psychic tarot, psychic had a lot of baggage to it, and I just carried that word, like because you yeah. know what it I'm gonna reframe it. This is not how I see it. So when I talk about ritual, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, is that the common memory of all of us? Is that religious trauma? Is that boredom beyond belief? Is that Are those silly tales that you don't believe in? Like, could we lose the attachment or the what we've learned that didn't work for us with ritual and redefine it mm-hmm. as action? It's symbolic action symbolic action that's yeah. all it is for me so something as simple as just brushing your teeth that's a that's also a ritual tends to be something you repeat so it's kind yes. of like well is anything you repeat you could make a ritual so when i brush my teeth at the end of the day i'm getting rid of all the nasty words i said to myself that day you know yes. i'm going to add yes. add intention to it all, to make it a ritual, you just mm-hmm. add intention. Or I'm going to make my bed. Yeah. So I am letting yep. go as the as the covers fly. I'm going to let go of anything that uh, disturbed me during the night, or I didn't sleep well. And it's like, nope, that's I'm done. I, I'm grateful to get up again. I'm grateful for another day of life. Yes. You know, or when I put my bills That's in the beautiful. mail because I still don't trust computers. <laughs> when I put my bills in the mail, I, I kiss, I kiss them before I put them in the mailbox, and Why? thank them, thank the people that Why? paid me. Thank, thank God, I had the money uh-huh. to to pay the bills. You know, it's to be yep. grateful yep. for for the the stream of income I do have. Yes. Yeah. Yes, very important. I see. I find rituals to be very necessary in all types of things. You know, when I drive to work, it's a ritual. This is what I do. This is what I do in the car. This is what I do while I'm driving. I sing this song. I sing that song, or whatever it is. And you know, my day starts the same way. Anything you, like you said, anything you repeat is a ritual. And I remember you had made a comment to somebody about, wow, should I, can I write rituals? You know, you were, you were not even sure about it. And I was like, just repeat it. It's a ritual. There you go. Done. <laughs> Ta-da. Honestly, but yeah, yeah, that, we that, can write. I did. It's brilliant. It did struggle. I did struggle a little bit with, you know, can you just make stuff up? I mean, is that, and I thought, well, Nance, I mean, that's what you do all the time. So why would you, I teach what I do. I I don't teach theory. Uh I I teach what I do. 
you know, and when I do meditations right. or or seasonal my seasonal rituals, they're never the same. I'm not following a script. I do what I need to do at the time. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to read this one out of the major arcana. I feel like the major arcana are really us in the five dimensional sphere. They are our spirits. They mm-hmm. are they are all of our potential. You know, and it gets really. It, yeah, it really changes a lot by the time it comes down through our form. But I I feel like there's major arcanas that you that all of us instantly kind of know. Like we have an affinity for some of the major arcanas, and then some of the other major arcanas we 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 do know them because we learn them the hard way. You know, it's like okay, mm-hmm. I know what that means. You know. Um, But then there's some major arcana that are just kind of blank because, A, you don't really have an affinity for them and you haven't really experienced them yet. And I thought to myself, okay, which major arcana am I least in sync with? And it's the judgment card right before the world. Mm-hmm. You know, because if I let go of the Catholic trapping, because I, I am a lapsed Catholic, if I let go of the Catholic, the whole idea of the resurrection, it doesn't actually mean anything to me if it's not that. You know? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to read this meditation that I did. And and what I did with the book, especially with these, uh, through the major arcana, the 22 acts of magic, I gave people all, mm-hmm. and this visualization is is literally just to find your true intention of judgment. Again, I think all magic is based on your intention. Sure. What is your intention? Do you just do you want to be blessed? Do you want to be affirmed? Do you want to feel connected? Do you want a very specific thing to happen? And and maybe you don't know. So in the book, I give different ways to kind of figure out what is your intention? What what can you learn here? And so this is the journey part of finding your intention for the judgment. So I'm going to read this, and it's a little, it's a little, okay. it's not very long. But I do want you to, if you can, close your eyes or just gaze at something softly and just see where this goes. Like, let it just roll around in your inner space and your body might, um, respond, your, 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 certain memories might come up. Just whatever happens, happens. So we're just going to go into uh, judgment. Okay. I am standing on a path. It feels slightly strange. The sun brings needed warmth as I start to walk. I take in the surroundings that feel strangely like some other planet. There is a sound of some beautiful melody in the distance, and it starts to grow. I'm not sure if it's a part of nature itself or if music is being played. As I walk, I feel light, long, and loose all over. My feet seem to barely touch the ground. 
I am certain that the sound is coming through the clouds up ahead, and I start to float. I rise. I rise up to the clouds. Other forms are doing the same. I see powerful visions of my destiny. I enter the dream. I remember that I am spirit. Our forms seem to dissolve into particles of light. I return to love. I lose all sense of time. As if waking from a dream, I find myself eventually coming back into my body. I descend easily and touch ground. I hear the melody within my heart now as I walk back to the point where I appeared. So just breathe and then just slowly just open your eyes. I call them get get your cat eyes. You know, let your eyes, don't look at anything sharply. Let everything be a little fuzzy for a while. And so what I was really drawn to with the judgment card when I started channeling this journey, because this was the one that was the hardest for me to write, because I don't know judgment very well yet. I will. But it 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 was that sound of music or the calling you know, it was really that trumpet. Mm. And I thought, what if that trumpet was beautiful music instead of something blaring at me? You know, yeah. what, what, if, what if I'm being called up? What if I can ascend and just remember, wait, this is, I incarnated for a reason, you know, and that seeing mm. your destiny, seeing images of why you're here right now, you know, that's the bit, one of the saddest things, Raina. I read, you know, I'm a full-time reader. So it, the the one question that I get a oh, lot, and um, believe me, oh, as much before COVID as during COVID or after COVID, is you know, what what is my purpose? Mm-hmm. And to me, that is, that is such, a, oh, my Lord Almighty, that's the, the biggest question, that's the most relevant question you could ask. Mm-hmm. And, But I always say that it's the best question that has no answer. Because the question itself is the important part. Wow. But it also it also makes me sad though because it's like it, it, it kind of can create this constant seeking this constant spiritual hunger. Like I know, I don't know if I'm on the right path. I don't know if where I'm going is what I need to do. There's so much doubt that it takes away from that sense of love, that loving power and that powerful love. You know, to know that wherever your feet are is the path. There's... Right. Period. I understand what you're saying. It's 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 interesting though because, you know, 
and something that I forget to do in the day to day, but I always encourage other people to do is if you're unsure, do a gut check. Because internally, I think we know a lot more than we give our spiritual selves credit for. And I think if you do a gut check and you have peace about something, it's, you know, you, I think people genuinely or generally, not genuinely, but generally know when they're, when they're pursuing something that they quote unquote should be. The thing is, is that I think those things change over time and it may not continuously be the same path. And I think that's where folks trip themselves up because it's like, oh, but I was doing this thing. Now I'm supposed to be doing this thing. Is this the thing I'm supposed to be doing or is that the thing I'm supposed to be doing? And, you know, I'm a big believer in letting spirit guide you to whatever it is you're supposed to be doing doesn't always work for me because I'm stubborn and I know that about myself. I'm working on it. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of, hey, listen, anyone who knows me will tell you, yeah, she's a bit of a handful, but that's, you know, but that's part of my path and that's part of my journey, you know, to become less of a pain in the ass as it were. So, you know, what can I tell you? You know, I, I had a, a, uh, a friend of mine who teaches Tai Chi and, and a lot of Qigong and everything, and there's an Eastern belief, and I, I love this theory. There's an Eastern belief that you are either born strong or flexible, and your whole job in your life is to become the other one. <laughs> <laughs> So you and I are oh, both really shit. strong, and we really need oh, to learn yeah. how to be stretchy and open and resilient and it's flexible. Hard. It's hard. It's hard. It is. I'm a control freak. You know what that means. Oh, I, I totally listen, do. I, can, I control my surroundings at all times, and it has been a blessing and the bane of my existence all at the same fucking time because I have to hold on to everything. If I am not holding on to shit, I don't know what I think is going to happen. It's not going to fly away. I I don't know why. I think it might be from having an abusive childhood. When you have so little control over your life and the things that are done to you, said to you, you know, the lack of encouragement to just be as so many yeah. people have been abused and, you know, neglected yeah. in so many different ways. I think, especially when that happens to you as a young person, as you get older, it is so important to make up for that loss of control. And I think, you know, like a rubber band, we snap the other way, and now we need control of everything. So it, it's a delicate yeah. balance, and, and I, it's really hard, and I respect people who are able to learn that flexibility. I am still trying to learn flexibility. I am, you know, I'm tough. I know. I, it's good to mm-hmm. be strong, but quite frankly, uh, it's pretty good to bend too, you know. Other, other things, you're missing out on things when you're not being flexible. You're missing out on goodies. You just are. Well, and and the other way around. Really flexible people learning how to like 
speak up for themselves or say something or draw a boundary. That's really hard for them. That it's much easier just yep. to go with the flow, but it's not effective. That that's what I was I was hounding one of my clients today. I was like, Yeah, but is it effective? You know, I know you're given all this love and caretaking, but is it really changing anything? You know, it's mm-hmm. like if mm-hmm. it's one one thing to feel like you need to give love and take care of someone, but really, if you love and are taking care of them, then you should probably think: Is what I'm doing effective? You know, because mm-hmm. if it isn't, then you're mm-hmm. just doing it for you, really. <laughs> you're just making you feel better. You know. And, uh, well, I'm sorry to hear of yeah, your of, of an true. abusive childhood. There, I don't think there's anything quite as sad and there's this little mantra that I had learned that I just love where where just on and off during the day you know maybe when you're in the bathroom or you're just private you just cross your hands over your heart and just say I love the innocent one within me who has been betrayed and you just send love and it's like oh my god that's I'm telling you that that just gets right to the core of things and it's not necessarily mm-hmm. our inner child. I'm starting to see that more like the innocent one, innocence. And I think there's innocence in every age, even our age. We have an innocence yeah. that we will not have when we're 80. Mm. You know, or or maybe it starts yeah. getting better. Like the older you get, really, you know, a, a lot of people over 75, I think, are hilarious. You know, and it's like, well, because I think they're regaining their innocence. Well, you know, you've lived such a, you've had such a long stretch, and you look at things in the fullness of time. I'm still learning to do this part. I mean, I I do laugh at a lot of shit that I used to be uptight about because it really does not fucking matter anymore because I am one of those people that when I walk into a room and I say something and there's usually a string of four-letter words because it's so ingrained in me as a New Yorker and the people who raised me and all that kind of thing. So, you know, that they when I leave the room, they're like, that's our New Yorker. Like, that's how I'm identified, and it's okay. I can get away with shit because I'm from New York, but now I get away with more shit because I'm old, and I love that. It is such a benefit of being a woman in her 60s. Let me tell y'all, it is a great thing. I don't care what people tell you about menopause. It ends. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's right. Strength. You can get, when you hit 60, it is amazing because you no longer (laughs) give a fuck about the shit you cared about in your 20s, 30s, and 40s. None of that shit even matters anymore. I'm just here (laughs) to tell you. So make good choices as far as jobs. Make good choices if you can as far as relationships, whoever you are. Because there's going to be a time where you look back on it and you're going to laugh your ass off over some of the shit you cared about. <laughs> when I, what I noticed is like over, really over 45, to be honest with you, with women in our culture, um, 
and and mother mm-hmm. yeah let's just throw you under the bus if you you're a mom but you know under 40 you know, over 45 <laughs> you're also just lay down for the bus to run over you is this feeling of <laughs> you know you don't matter you're not even seen and i just thought to myself yahoo you know because if no one's watching me i can do whatever i, I can want <laughs> Oh, yes, sister. There are benefits. Preach it. Preach the benefits. Hey, you people are so uptight. It's crazy. And here we are, potentially on the brink of a world war, okay? And you still have to buy onions to make the meatloaf. It doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Send the love. Send the energy. If you have the money, send the money. Send the money. Yeah, that's right. Put your Put your resources in the most effective way possible, and I learned something from you tonight about that. Thank you, because that was brilliant. Because sending energy to the people of of Ukraine, it's a lovely thought. I mean, you want to protect them, but it might even be better to send help to those who are trying to protect them, who are there on the ground with them. Well, see, that's what I did with them. uh... Absolutely. When um, when we were uh, using our name in taxes, uh, a certain uh, former president, you know, separating refugees, fr- children from their parents. And I thought, parents. Raina, I'll tell you, at that moment, I I hated like I haven't hated for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, mm-hmm. my God, I mm-hmm. am turning into them. I am turning into them. This uh-huh. is what the hate will do to me. Yeah. So I thought, how am I oh, going to get around God. this? Because I sure as shit can't be compassionate now. I can't. And so I just went to, you know, I do have invisible beings. Not everyone needs an invisible being. But, mine, you know, I just went to Athena. I thought she'd be the best one to talk to. And I said, Athena, mm-hmm. I need, I am calling for fierce justice. I don't want fair. I want fierce Justice. Mm-hmm. Not only do these kids need to be reunited, but I want anyone who thought this was a good idea to find out it wasn't. You know, and oh. Um, oh. she said to me, she, I, mm-hmm. my sense was that she just said, you know, you have to ask me every day. Ask me every day. Yeah. And now I know why she said that to me. Even if it's all imagination, the fact that I'm transforming as a loving person instead of a hateful person to me is all that matters. Because every morning I would wake up and feel that rage and then I would ask her and then the rage was channeled out. And at the same time, sending money to um, ACLU that would do litigation for the parents. Yep. So those two things help me not hate that is the poison. It, it's a poison. It just turns us inside out. I'm, now, I can't say that I don't hate, but I can say, man, I am not going to swim in that pool for very long. You know, I have to take some kind of action or it will make me sick. It will diminish my love. Mm. And I think that's mm-hmm. where we've gotten is that we're so separated by fear right now instead of, and I don't, yeah. Honestly, I'm at the age now where it's like, listen, you don't have to go with me. You know, but if you're not walking with me, then get out of my way. 
Yeah. That's all 100%. I'm going to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to push you. Oh, no. I am saying, get yeah. out of my way. <laughs> uh-huh. No, so, definitely. I completely understand. Listen, I got my hatred so far up that I was standing in my home wishing not good things on certain people who were making those things happen that you previously mentioned. And my rage continued all four of these fucking years that I had to deal with it because on day one, this bastard would not let Arabic people who live here come in here. Are you kidding me? He put this ban on the airport's that he, they were not allowed yeah. to, you know, have Arabic people in our country. And I'm like, are you fucking nuts? Anyway, I, I yeah. was spewing one night this diatribe of, of anger and hatred. And all of the sudden, like, I have a connected home. It's, it's, it's got Alexa in almost every room. And uh-huh. I said something to the, to the AI, and she would not respond. Not only would the AI not respond because of the hateful things I was saying, it also did not let me use my phone. It did not let me use any kind of electronic device. My computer would not work. I mean, I blew a circuit somewhere, and I had to step back and say, oh, shit, I crossed the line. And it made me realize just how angry I had become uh, yeah. that whatever is controlling things in the universe said fucking shut up now Boom. <laughs> yeah your words your thoughts your gestures all have power and use mm-hmm. them accordingly use them accordingly you know it, it, it but oh man that's that's it that's why mm-hmm. I, I go I go to a studio every Sunday and I just for about six years now and just try to find new ways to either express tarot or understand it or be with it. And I've only had one breakthrough out of all those years. But some of the, what happened was, though, some of the exercises that are in the book were ways that I was trying to find ways in, like the chakra like you just sit mm-hmm. there and, and, and you get, oh, God, there's a ton of chakra meditations on the Internet now that are wonderful. So just listen to mm-hmm. that and then pull a card for each chakra, you know, and it, it really yeah. is wonderful. It's a great way to kind of see what your body, your oral and your physical body want you to see, want, want you to hear. And it's amazing mm-hmm. how much I minimize kind of my animal body you know, the animal body wisdom. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wow. how do you find yeah. ways? That's, that's why I feel like there, there are spiritual... It'll be interesting to see from the book... Oh, here's the thing I wanted to say, you know, before, the, before our time is up, is that we... I, I, on, in September of this year, I'm going to start mm-hmm. a year program calling, and calling it the Dancing Hierophants. So it will be based on, well, three tiers. The first tier is people that are just really learning tarot and how to make it their own language. 
you know, the second tier will be people that know how to read, but they just want to kind of dip their toe into some other things. And then the dancing uh-huh. hierophant, the third level, will be people that are creators or artists or teacher or 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 want to teach, and finding mm-hmm. really creative ways to do that. Because there's meetups, there's all kinds of really cool things happening right now. But you know, I think we need to just you know create ideas for each other. So it's like, how do how do we do this? How can we? How can Ontario just be a beautiful muse while we're trying to build a new world or or just hope to God this one doesn't get blown up? <laughs> yeah, I mean, true, truth be told, that is what we're looking at. I mean, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Doomsday or anything. I'm just saying these things are all potentially possible. If right. it gets resolved, it may not get resolved. But, right. you know, I, and I don't want to focus on the negativity all day, every day, and sometimes it's really difficult. And right. I think, you know, if, if you have a way to look inward at something else or maybe find another way of expressing your fear or your grief or your anger uh, right. through tarot, that could be enormously helpful and self-care is still going to be important no matter what because we are all going to have to take care of each other. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. that that I just I tarot to me it just a you know, I mean, I started someone asked me where did this all begin for you? Tarot began and I thought, well, it actually began with my mom reading stories to me and I would just look at the pictures of the book. And yeah. if I didn't like yeah. the story she was reading, I'd make up my own. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. You know, I have to tell you, we I, there's so many things that, like, I wanted to ask you, and I didn't. So you're going to have to come back on. I'm sorry. I would love you're, to come I'm back on, Raina. I miss that New Yorkers. wonderful. I love, there's nothing like a good New Yorker woman. I'm telling you, there is nothing like a New Yorker woman. I remember when I'm from Pennsylvania going to New York, you know, and meeting New Yorkers, and I thought, oh, my God, these people actually say what they're thinking. Yeah, we do. We don't give a shit. (laughs) And they will call you out on your shit pretty easily. Seriously. That's why the beginning of every show, I let folks know exactly what they might hear. So, yeah, I mean, I give fair warning. I may say some shit. I may do some shit. You have no idea because I don't That's right. You know? So that's why I try to prepare folks. But anyway, so, Nooch, this has been awesome. Tell folks how to find you before we go for the night. Absolutely. It's at www.betweenworlds.us. And you can find my Facebook and Instagram and everything through that website. Or if you have questions or if you want a reading or if you have a group of people that you want me to maybe lead through something with my Tarot Rituals book, I would love to do that, you know, because I'm, Unfortunately, I was doing all of this, a lot of these things from this book, and the way that I worked with groups was in person. So now I have to kind of 
play with how do we do this in a cyber world because we're going to be in a cyber world for a while. I'm not going yeah. anywhere in 22. I'm going to stay put, you know, but that not just yeah. I'm not afraid of COVID. I have a 99-year-old dad and a 15-year-old chihuahua, so I'm I'm just going to stay put. Understood. <laughs> no, no, no. I totally understand that, you know. It's not even that you're afraid. I mean, I'm not only am I vaxxed, I'm boosted, but you can still carry it to someone, you know. It's it's yeah. just one of these weird, crazy, insidious things. So no, I totally understand what you're saying about not yeah. going anywhere. Um, not going anywhere. You know, I I understand. I understand. But <laughs> I will tell you, this has been delightful. I I gotta have you back on because you're just a hoot and a holler, and I love it. I think you're amazing. <laughs> well, Everybody, thank you. Please get. Please get both books. Don't just get the one. Get both. Get yes, Psychic, Psychic Tarot, Tarot and, get and Tarot Rituals. And Tarot Rituals. Absolutely. I I got to tell you, this, um, Excellent. I, I love you crazy. This is amazing. Oh, thank you, honey. So, well, 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 we'll meet up in the future. We will, and I so appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome, hon. I, and healing to your husband. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, and I will talk to you soon. Okay, honey. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys, that's it for tonight. I will be back on Sunday with Marcus Ironwood from Llewellyn, and we're going to talk about upcoming titles for spring and summer. You don't want to miss it. See you then. Have a great night, y'all.